Uh, John, is it wrong for a grown man to like Jello? Uh, I yes. <laughs> Because you know who else likes Jello and was a shill for Jello for Jello, not Jello Jello, but Jello pudding. Bill Cosby. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry, Jello's tainted. Just the brand Jello is tainted. That's ruined it for me. Oh yeah, well we don't have the brand Jello in the UK. It's um, only while I'm here in the US I have to put up with Jello. But um, ah, oh, there we are. I, I thought it was a perfectly acceptable thing to do, but apparently it's not. Then. Yeah, but what does this have to do with software development or being a nerd? Uh, because there were three software developers in my apartment um, last night. They came round to um, have a bit to eat and we uh, uh, played a bit of Mario Kart on the Switch and uh, they were getting beers from the um, refrigerator and uh, all thought it was hilarious that I had Jello in my refrigerator. Well, the only the only thing that, that, that the only purpose Jello serves for grown people is to, is to drink vodka. Do they have that in Britain? Jello shots? I have no idea. I've never drunk Jello with vodka. I mean, I guess you could make it. Out. No, it wouldn't freeze, would it? No, it no. That it's apparently it's possible. It's a thing that's done on college campuses. Maybe you have to add more gelatin to make it work, but it is actually a thing. See, I'm far too old for that. I'm, I think I'm just practicing for when I'm in the care home and can only eat uh, ice cream and Jello. <laughs> I'm just just getting used to it right now, making sure it's something I enjoy and it's not something I'm going to have to. Anyway, I have no idea why we started with this. Neither do I. I. Honestly, this is just this just did not gel. Oh my god, it did not gel. Oh my god, it was terrible. I think I think it's because just before we started, you said that you quite enjoyed last week's show and, and felt it was quite good quality. I thought maybe we can't keep that going. <laughs> so you had to go in there and fuck it up. Well, okay, for, for want of something else, can I go back to complaining about empty volume view? Oh, please do, please do. Really, this should be like a, you know, a soap opera, just when you think something is working perfectly. But uh, God help you if you have an empty volume view in a view and that view uh, has its uh, that contains it has its opacity ever set to zero for any reason. Because once that happens, then you lose the magic of having another control display the, the current system volume and you're back to that that heinous. Uh, system volume HUD view, which you know one wants to get rid of if you have any sense of aesthetics. It is the ugly. I'm sorry, I'm just ranting here, but I think that it's really obnoxious to have a volume control that covers such a portion of the middle of the screen. It's deadly if 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 that what's in the middle is content that people want to see, and even just for regular apps, it seems really obnoxious. Um, but you really have to jump through hoops to be able to to not have that happen, and. Uh, it, 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 this actually is related to some of what we were talking about last week is how do you debug things because it's just not obvious how to solve this problem and you really have to uh, depend on pattern recognition. And once you've debugged stupid or gnarly or both problems like that, you, you basically acquire a certain sense of, 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 of technique and you also acquire the wisdom to know when to stash your changes when you've just gone too far down the line trying to solve it in in a much too complicated way and and you just have to just stop and breathe and try and look at the problem with fresh eyes and what i discovered was uh 
it was looking for a pattern. It's like, how do I reproduce this, this problem where it works perfectly and then you do something else? And in this particular case, I was, you know, presenting uh, another view controller's view on top of my view in a modal, a modal view, you know, modal transition, very, very common thing to do. And once that happened, I noticed that if I activated the volume controls, the problem that I was seeing wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Uh, but as soon as I stopped doing it, or, you know, it basically it came down to if my view containing my custom UI was visible when the transition took place, everything was fine. If it wasn't, then I was screwed. So that kind of gave me a clue. I just tried to basically never make it disappear and it worked consistently. Then I tried to figure out, well, what was it about making it disappear that was causing the problem? And in fact, as I'd spoken about a couple episodes ago, is you you can't you, you basically can't set the opacity of a view containing an MP volume view to, to zero without things going squirrely and nor can you hide it in, in, in any number of different ways or you can't really you know set its height to zero using a, a, a constraint animation. But if you put all your UI in a container view and you make that disappear in any manner you want by fading its opacity or putting it off screen or constraining it, you know, animating constraint, everything's good. So when I figured that out, everything started working delightfully. But this is, again, a case where this was bugging me and, and causing me grief for, for many hours. And my colleagues, were, you know, who by now are so totally used to, to me, you know, cursing under my breath with my headphones on, uh, were waiting to see my happy dance. And I went, I left the office all grumpy. And then I you know, I had some clue and it was one of those things where I had to leave the office to be able to get a shuttle and I was still running through the problem in my mind, trying to hold some focus on it, got onto the bus, plugged in, looked at it a little bit more carefully, tried something and all of a sudden it started working and I was doing my happy dance and of course I had to take a video of my happy dance and uh, share it on Slack so that my colleagues could know that I didn't go home and, and feel like wanting to jump off a cliff. So that was my afternoon. How is yours? Are we going to be allowed to share the video of your happy dance? Uh, yeah, I suppose I could. <laughs> there may there may be some people who really are desperate for entertainment. <laughs> yeah, people who are in a North a North Korean prison, perhaps. <laughs> or people like me, maybe, who um, uh, are in a different country to uh, uh, where they live, and therefore a different country to where their Netflix account is registered, and can't watch um, the content from their own country because it's uh, blocked because my IP address is in another country, but equally I'm not allowed to watch the content in the country I'm in because the accounts are only valid in one country. So that might be why some people haven't got anything to watch and need to watch happy dance videos. This sounds like a very thinly veiled complaint. It is. So <laughs> just, pa just pass it on to the boss and let him know what I think. Okay. Wait, wait, I have him on the line. I'm sorry, what? You don't give a flying what? No, no I'll tell him. It's not very nice. Okay, he he says he doesn't care. Well, he obviously he obviously cares a little bit because you're going to start all your VPN blocking. So, <laughs> but anyway, moving on, moving on, because I don't want to get you into. Well, I don't I don't care if I get you into trouble or not, but that's not the point. Um, so, just um, a conversation that came up uh, today, and just hearing your. Um, uh, complaints. I think it's sort of I can I can gel the two together a little bit. Is you know we were talking was it last week or a couple of weeks ago about code review and how code review is pretty useful for spotting things and whatever else. Something that quite often often happens in code review is is someone will say, do you know what it would be better if you'd done it this way, or do you know what it'd be better if you'd done it that way. 
And, um, you know, that's, you know, you know, sometimes that's a one liner and that's great and it's cool. And sometimes it's actually like, yeah, do you know what? You're right. I'm going to, you know, the two days I've just spent, I'm going to, you know, uh, unwind a day of that and do what you said, because we're going to have to live with this code for a long time. And, um, it is worth doing. And it's just made me start thinking about, you know, uh, would it be better to do some form of, um, approach review prior to, um, actually writing it. So sit down and work out how I'm going to do it. Um, you know, just scribble down on a piece of paper and take a photo or on a whiteboard if you're in the office with somebody or whatever, and do a pre-review just to allow, just to say, this is how I'm going to approach it and do that. And just, uh, you know, most of the time it's, you, know, you said the majority of the time it's not going to spot the type of things that code review might spot in there because you maybe still can't get enough detail. But if it just stops one in 10 of those times, you know, that, that's still, you know, for the sake of a few minutes and, and, and thinking it through. So uh, do you, it, it's just made me wonder what other people do to, when they're working in teams to, you know, we often talk about what a feature needs to do in the app um, or what we want the feature to achieve. Um, or sometimes if it's an underlying feature, you know, we want to, you know, we want to improve performance or something like that. But I wonder if people actually do some sort of proposal about how they're going to achieve that and review each other's ideas. Do you do anything like that at all? Um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, I have to say it's 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 somewhat informal. I mean, a lot of times it will, you know, we 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 tend to work uh, in pairs, right? And it's not because you know we're sitting together and it's strict pair programming. It's just that you know you want to have more than one person working on something. If for no other reason somebody goes away or gets hit hit by a bus, you don't want you know everything to be locked up in a single person, and because it, it just tends to, to make things go more easy. You have somebody to to commiserate with, but more importantly, you have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And uh, a lot of times when you're you're looking at a design or you know looking at a, at a, at a set of requirements or you know whatever your starting point is, it is very helpful to to say, oh, I think we should do it this way or this what you know or, or if nothing else, you can you can say this stuff seems very clear about how it should be done because we already have examples of it and maybe we can just adapt something. But but oftentimes, uh, if you're working on something absolutely brand new, um, then you can talk about, well, you know, this is this is what I was thinking, and uh, you know, uh, uh, another thing that kind of can throw a little spanner into the works is if you're doing it within the context of an A/B test, where you tend to want to to do it relatively quickly and just good enough to be able to to get signal before you make something super polished. But on the other hand. If you really believe that that at least one of the test cells is going to work, you don't want to make it a complete hash. So, um, you know, I think sometimes sometimes you just want to go off and, and experiment if it's new and, and kind of make mistakes. But you then have to be honest with yourself and to be able to have somebody keep you honest. And so, in that particular case, even before you submit the final code. Uh, you might just say, this is what I have that works and have somebody have a look at it and they may say, oh, you know, this is more complicated than it needs to be. So, it, it, you know, the, the answer, of course, is it depends, but it, I think it just, it never hurts to to jot something down, whiteboard something, or at least talk it out um, just for 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 living out the, the, the good adage of, you know, measure twice, cut once. Yeah, and I, uh, okay, so... Um, an issue that often comes up then is, yeah, I, I totally agree. Whiteboarding, whiteboarding is uh, through an idea, especially the bigger ones. It is it it helps you very 
firstly, the fact that you have to explain the problem and then the way you're going to solve the problem to somebody else um, helps you to make sure you understand the problem and the solution uh, more than maybe if you just think you do in your head because often you'll be I don't know about you you'll, you'll say yeah I think I'm not going to do that and you go off and do it and then suddenly there's some huge chunk that you hadn't really thought of or some huge gotcha uh, that affects one area that if you'd had to um, explain that to somebody um, then uh, it may have been um uh, you know not come up in fact I used to uh, have a colleague many many years ago who would um keep an, uh, 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 we have action, they're called action man in a, maybe GI Joe, they'd be called in, um, figure in, uh, in America. Yeah. He, he would sit on top of his monitor. This is back when, you know, you had the big CRT monitors and there was plenty of room for things to be on top of them. And everything he did, he would explain to this figure. He'd be talking all day long to this figure, um, because that's how he process what he was doing and uh you know you'd hear him say ah oh, thank you action man that saved me a lot of time <laughs> my god this man should have been committed I, I no longer feel bad about you know just cursing and using utterly foul language loudly under my breath but uh so the reason i raise that is is how do you do this when you work remote or you work from home or your team is distributed or across multiple time zones and it's not just a case of saying hey can you take a look at this for me and yet there's still got to be some value. So if people out there... Oh my God, Scotty, I have to stop you right there. This is your new future. All you need is a Skype account and you can, you know, you can do it as a, uh, allow me to shit all over your work before someone professional has to. Shit on you.com. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure the domain's long since gone, but conceptually it works. <laughs> no, that that probably, uh, yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm sure it's not something. And I'm sure it's not something anyone wants to look at. We will not be putting a link in the show notes. We are so in the valley; it's not funny. That is terrible. I'm sorry. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we must have hit our peak last week, and we are really going the other way. Oh dear. So, uh, but anyway, seriously, if people out there, uh, you know, uh, do manage to do this on remote teams and deal with time zones and have ideas, I'd love to hear about them. Drop us an email, or maybe you know, if it's you can just come on the show. Mm. Don't worry, you'd have to fill up a whole half hour. Just come on the show for ten minutes and tell us. Um, you know, that would be. I think that would be uh, interesting and maybe even fun. Scotty, is this a cry for help? Uh, I don't know, John. Cry for help? That's what it is. No, I'm just, um, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I've been doing this job for 28 years or whatever now, and still, yeah, we're still trying to work out how to do it, which is good mm. and um, bad at the same time. Flexible mind. So, it's, um, yeah, remember a, a few, sorry, were you about to say something then? I was going to say, I, uh, uh, I, it's time to shill again for the upcoming James Dempsey and the Breakpoints uh, performance, which is on Wednesday, June 7th at the San Jose Civic National Theater. So everybody who's going to Apple Developer Conference or AltConf or happens to live in the Northern Hemisphere, you should show up. Tickets have already started selling. They're selling briskly, which is nice to hear. Um, and you should want to go. And I can actually uh, suggest that the performance will be good. We had a rehearsal this past Sunday, and even though we haven't played together in a year, um, it was sounding pretty good. I'm actually really looking forward to it. We're, we love it so much. Somebody had asked me offhand at the office today, said, do you guys practice? And I was like, yeah, we even tune up before. That's the level of love we have for our audience. It's just pros, yes. It's, uh, yeah. Yep. yeah, and I'm good to see there's the VIP tickets again this year to raise um, uh, lots of money for AppCamp Girls. I mean, you know, so 
Yeah, if you spent thousands of bucks getting to uh, WWDC, a hundred bucks or it's 125 bucks on a, a VIP ticket, um, I, I've no idea what that means other than you're giving, you know, lots of money to upcamp for girls. So you, regardless of what it means, you should just buy one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so back to what you were about to say. Well, remember um, how I decided a few weeks ago that ReviewCast didn't really have a future based on the new iTunes Connect stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I had to decide what to do next. Um, well, I'm still I'm still making some of those choices. I just wanted to bring people up to date. However, I, I, I'm sort of going to share a little bit of... Remember at the time I was saying there is two things I'm going to do and one of them I can't really talk about yet. Um, well, that one I'm going to talk about a little bit now but I still can't really say too much yet. So it's going to be a bit, you know, but there we are. So, um, I'm starting a dev shop. Um, I have spent most of my career working, um, on my own as a freelancer. Although I did have a period in the late 1990s, early 2000s, where I ran a small dev shop, um, uh, of about four developers. But, um, the, you know, the thing is then the internet and working remotely and whatever still wasn't a huge thing. And, and the whole getting work thing was still very, very, um, uh, analog, shall we say, not digital. And I was the, the boss of the company with three other developers working for me. So everything was in, in my hands and I didn't, you know, I sort of enjoyed some of it and didn't enjoy some of it, but I, I wanted to work more, um, but I enjoyed the fact of working as a team on projects and bigger projects because there were multiple people, but it wasn't like you were a gun for hire. You were, you you know, your team was doing the work. I enjoyed that aspect of it. And so, um, I'm partnering up with a, a, a a good friend to start one. And so this time, one of those, I'm going to have a partner in it. Uh, it's there, but equally, um, we want to, one of the things we want to do, and we're still working through some of the, um, uh, the stuff of this is, you know, we don't want to be one of these dev shops that says we only take on senior developers and blah, 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 and whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but we want to be a bit of a, um, a social enterprise in our own town and, um, you know, uh, employ basically young kids who love their computing, but maybe don't have the grades to go to university or do whatever else and give them a break, give them a chance, take them on as apprentices uh, and train them up. And that's really our aspiration uh, is to work with young people. But obviously that creates a whole bunch of problems. You can't, you know, you can't go out to clients and, you know, charge top dollar for working with kids who don't know anything yet. And so how you pitch for work and the way you, you bill work, and there's probably gonna be a lot of fixed price work is a whole bunch of stuff we're having to work through uh, and go through and decide, you know, who we want to be as a company and how we're going to be as a company. Um, uh, because all that stuff is, you know, uh, quite important. And, and, we, and you know, we, we started saying, well, we can just take on this type of work to start with and this type of work to start with. But um, so many companies, once you start taking on certain types of work, you know, here, here's a classic example, you know, almost every dev shop out there actually wants to be a product company. And they say, well, do product. And uh, well, the way we're going to do product is by doing consulting that will pay for the product development. And every single one of those companies never ships product or ships product and it dies, or it never produces as much money as a consulting. And they end up as full-fledged consultants companies not product companies and i think you know we don't want to fall into a trap of well we're only going to do this type of work but we'll do this to start with and then get caught in doing it so i can't really say a lot more than that i can't share who a colleague is doing it for various reasons at the moment but um yeah so hoping to have 
something in place that I can at least start sharing a bit more by dub dub and you know maybe use dub dub time as a place to sort of uh, maybe even find uh, you know, s- some first work I don't know maybe we're not ready for that at that point but uh, it's going to be interesting to um, is exciting and interesting to be again running a slightly bigger business to uh, be training people have more economic pressure but maybe even more rewards in the end so i just want to let people know that that's uh what we're thinking if anyone's got any advice like don't do it is the normal piece i hear <laughs> um, then um that will be cool and i'd love to hear people's thoughts and opinions good for you scotty and now one quick question though is are you doing ios and mac work exclusively or are you going to branch out and do other things yeah that's that's questions we're asking ourselves i think you know uh, I've been doing a lot of research recently on um, on sales and marketing and, and uh, that type of stuff, particularly for um, services. And um, there, and and, and once we get going, I'll share some of that stuff because a lot of it is relevant to product as well. And you know, maybe people will be interested or not interested. We'll see. However, specialising, especially you know, I, I think one of the biggest falsehoods that people get sucked into when they're often when they're doing product or doing services is there isn't enough money or work out there and usually that is not true normally it's a case of there's plenty of work there or there's plenty of people to buy your product there you just don't do your marketing right to get them and so we all begin to think that you know our product must cover 25 markets or our consulting must be in you know 25 markets otherwise we're not going to get enough whereas actually you know a, a lot of the advice is the way you get enough is you you specialize and you and you just get even the more specialist you can get so it might you know uh, yeah i'm not saying any of these are things we do it might be that as you say no we only do ios and it's not that we only do ios we only do ios in medical or we only do ios in travel or something like that and and it and it's um and you specialize you become very focused in your marketing and the type of contacts you do um you know you that allows you to do things like go to trade shows and everything for that type of market and of course you have to have some sort of interest in that market and whatever in the first place so you can't randomly pick well i guess you could randomly pick out the air so one of the things we're going through at the moment is you know do we want to specialize? Um, you know, ooh, I, you know, I really enjoy Mac development. I'd be quite tempted to say, actually, we just do Mac apps, um, which is like, you know, half of me saying that would be cool. And the other half of me is saying, you'll make about $4 in five years and that will be it. Mm. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, so working all that through is going to be, but I don't think... The goal here isn't to be become a, a an agency of fifty developers or one hundred developers. In fact, that's very much the, an anti pattern to what we want. We want to be a small company. Um, we want to be able to be personally involved in training uh, young people, and even to the point, you know, that you know we. We're accepting young people will get trained and then they'll move on to people who can probably pay them a lot more money than we can. Um, but that's fine. That's part of the business plan is to have a, you know, to be an enabler in the beginning of careers for people who may not be able to do this for themselves or, or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's all pretty. Yeah. So, again, I think being very specific in what we do might help with that as well. Um, but it is, it does feel like everything about it 
that I read and I study and I research. Uh, Lots of this stuff's in agreement. Um, Lots of it says, uh, you know, it all makes sense. But it is scary to say, well, I'm going to cut out 99.9% of of the market in order to focus on this 0.9% you know, 1%, um, it, it, you, you think, oh my word, that's, you've got to be quite ballsy to do that in a way. And, um, you know, it, it is tempting to say, no, no, we write anything for anybody, anywhere, anytime, any place. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, ask me again in about three weeks <laughs> when you'll be crying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Cause we'd have lost our homes and everything by then. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't have started. Away. Well, come so, come visit you in the homeless shelter. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, um, so we understand there's certain things. So, we're working with a designer at the moment to get a, a basic website put together. Um, it'd be great for if I could have you know. I'm amazed when you go to some like dub dub. How many people still use business cards? Um, so, uh, things so things like business cards. You know, so we're doing all that early stuff. But hopefully, by uh, uh, my we sort of set dub dub as a goal to um, be able to talk about it with people at DubDub, should get people's input, but be able to give a clear message of what it is we want to do by then. So we've got a couple of weeks left, three, four weeks now to to make those decisions. And of course, you know, you can set out for six months trying to do this. We're going to do it in a way that if it just crashes, you know, we can try again in a different way or whatever else. We're not going to, you know, go out and employ 25 kids tomorrow and, and suddenly realize we can't pay them next week because no one actually wants to give us any work. We It's part of how we're trying to do it. But um, yeah, so uh, it's about doing development on 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 maybe slightly bigger projects because require a slightly bigger team, but still being like in control. Control is probably the wrong word. So you have a client there in control, but you know, being a team on it and it's investing in the lives of young people and being sort of a little bit um, you know, doing mentoring and whatever else is uh, um, it's quite cool if it works. So and if it doesn't, well, you know, got to give these things a go, haven't you? One last question then, how are you going to make the social mission of it part of your brand and part of the discussion about the company, which gives a, a, a client a reason to engage, you know, hire you or, or not hire you if, if, they're, if they're nervous? Or That is a, a question we still have, we haven't answered either. I think it, <laughs> you, you cannot build someone who's just, yeah, it's, it's the same when you just have a, you know, a junior or anything, you it's you know if you go to a cpa or an accountant you know you meet with the accountant and he gives you all of the tax law and all of this and all this and says yes give me your business and you know the moment you give him your business he's going to get how all the work is going to be done by it's not going to be done by him as a senior accountant it's going to be done by people he's taking out of accountancy school or maybe even directly out of high school or whatever else to do the work and he then checks the work and makes sure it's okay and you sort of are okay with that um, when you do it with accountants, but not with developers. It doesn't feel like, you know, that's a thing. Or, you know, this is where I think maybe we need to be looking at more um, the way we price work, maybe in, in fixed price chunks, that sort of thing, where, you know, as long as you're being delivered at a high quality that passes all the tests and um, comes in on time, at that point, you don't really care who's working on it. And you don't care if that person took three hours to do it because, you know, you're paying the same whether they took one hour or three hours. Um, 
But we also know there's lots of issues with scope when you're doing fixed price work and everything else. So we really are in mountains of sort of decisions and things to do. And of course, it will change as we go over time. But yes, the answer is yes, we would love to make the social enterprise side um, part of what we're doing. However, when you are a, a brand new company, which means you have no portfolio, um, yes, the owners have a back catalogue and we can try and use that. But as a company, you have no track record. No one's ever used you before as a company. Um, you know, if you then say, oh yeah, and by the way, get kids to do all the work. <laughs> we wouldn't phrase it that way. You know, so it's part of it. Do you build the company mm. and then make it public that this is what you've been doing and then make it, you know, once you are a more successful company, you know, make it part of it. Or is that just bottling out and you need to say from day one, we are a, we are about uh, an op- giving people opportunities um, uh, in whatever else company. But at the end of the day, clients employ dev shops to do work for them and they don't necessarily employ dev shops to make other people's lives better. Um, and so, you know, it might, I think, I think it has to be, it will probably end up being something that they say, okay, that's cool. I've seen these guys do good work for us or other people. If they've got uh, references um, and the fact that they do that is cool on top. That's an extra tick in the box. I don't think it's actually going to make anybody want to use us in the first place. Maybe the odd person but not on the whole so yeah it's it's um it's going to be it's a challenge we're not saying it's easy um uh which is why i've not really spoken much about it but now with a few weeks to go um until we're gonna be talking quite publicly about it you know with a plan i thought may people might be interested in just seeing over the next month or two how the thoughts develop by realizing how random they are right now (laughs) Um, and if they're not, then I've just bored them for five, six minutes. <laughs> well, Scotty, if people want to be bored on the internet by you, how might they uh, attach themselves to your boredom train? They can attach themselves to me uh, by following Mac Devnet on Twitter. And if they want to uh, be entertained by my rapier wit, uh, they can do so by following me on Twitter as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the... West African drum. Thank you. <laughs> and, and so if they follow you, will they be um, treated to happy dance videos regularly? Uh, I don't know how regularly. It just depends on my level of happiness. But, uh, you know, I, I, I have to admit that I had really um, uh, declared Twitter bankruptcy. But I've started to get back into Twitter a little bit and I'm and, and enjoying it again. See, I, I challenge you for uh, every day for the next week to, at the end of the day, post either a smiley face photo or a or an angry face photo, so everyone knows how you're leaving work. Okay, that's a, that is a fine idea. Challenge accepted. Excellent. Right. Okay. It's been uh, great to speak to you again, John, um, and uh, look forward to catching up next week. And I hope that um, all your MP volume views woes will be over, and you can uh, bitch to us about something else. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to um, get in touch with both of us and let us uh, answer and, and um, feedback on anything that you've heard today, uh, feedback at iDeveloper.co. Thanks for listening. And until next time, you take care. <laughs>